Hey everyone, it is WDW Happy Hour here. I am Catherine, and I am joined around the table by Scott. Hello. And Matt. Hi. We have, Rob is sick, so wish Rob your well wishes. A skeleton crew. Yeah, yeah very, a skeleton crew indeed. Um, but Rob has a sinus infection and will not be joining us today. And the three of us were out so late last night in another state at a <laughs> Christmas party last night, and we are troopers recording this before noon yes. for yeah. you listeners. I think it's just so we could do this first so then we can nap, right? The three of us are desperate for naps, so <laughs> yes. we might burn through this in like 15 minutes. <laughs> and cheers. Bye. It's a great episode. Bye. <laughs> All right, so um, we have a great topic that uh, Scott put together for us, um, but like we always do, we will start with topping it off. And back to Matt, um, and Scott asked him, are you doing a beer? And he said no. Mockingly so. So so I'm excited to see what Matt has up his sleeve. So Matt, you're picking a Disney drink. What do you got? You know, I am. Um, I am going to head over to Disney Springs to a place that we gave a recent second or third chance to, and that's Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar. And my drink is one of their signature libations there. It is the Scottish Professor. Of course, a nod to um, Indiana Jones' father in The Last Crusade, portrayed yeah, yeah. by one of my favorites. Sucka Trebek. Yes. <laughs> Were you looking for the name or just... No, just Sucka okay. suck Trebek will be enough, but if... You guys should know it. Yeah. Um, it is monkey shoulder blended malt scotch whiskey, Hendrix gin, pear nectar, simple syrup, and fresh lemon juice. This is a matte drink. Yeah, it um, is. It's, uh, I probably am the, I'm like, for, oh my god, I don't even know what I'm saying here. You're the for... scotchiest of the bunch. I'm the scotchiest of the bunch, but Scott, Catherine, Rob, I think that everyone basically has more, like, sweet drinks, yeah. and I'm more of, like... We're more tra- of a Trader Sam's, you're more of a Carthay Circle. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. We to... <laughs> I, I thought this drink was really good, and I think that all of their drinks have, like, decent presentation to go along with it. I, I do like their menu options. So, yeah, if you're into... Uh, scotch, you're not into anything super sweet. Although the pear nectar and the you know the simple syrup and lemon juice give it enough of a you know a sweetness that it's not just straight up whiskey and gin. So don't be totally scared off by that. But I would guess based on the name that it's a little bit like fun. I mean, not that the Scottish professor was exactly fun, but I really I tried a sip of this and I really liked it. And I think I realized I really like pear, hmm. like. Yeah. I had um, the pear, there was like a pear martini that Holly got when we were in California this summer at Carthay, and it was so good. It was just amazing. And um, I really like this for just for the pear. So, you with us, Matt? I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. Good, awesome. good choice. So, thanks. Yeah. Now, we're, we're, this is the true test of feeling Rob's absence. <laughs> we're going to shoot over to Matt with the news. We have done <laughs> 71 <laughs> episodes to this point. And we Rob has not missed an episode, Rob. and he has done the news segment every <laughs> single time. We are several years into this podcast, and this will be the first time that any of us have tried the news other than Rob. So, um, be And joke. you have to get a. Great segue in at some point because Rob loves a good segue. Uh, oh Jesus, so much pressure. Yeah, there's a lot of intricacies. <laughs> okay, um, first piece of news item. Um, 
uh, WDW uh, annual pass holders are being required to show ID at uh, park entrances for specifically for parking. So um, as you're tapping your magic band for your free parking, as you're entitled to as an annual pass holder, they're also asking you to show ID to a cast member there. I guess that this was um, something that was being taken advantage of. Like people were like, oh, I'm not going to Disney. Just take my annual pass Mm -hmm. and you can just show it and then you can get free parking and then. Yeah. I guess I don't hate it. I mean, it's not that big a deal. You said tap your magic band though. Yeah, it's true. Where are you tapping your magic band? I've never parked there. I don't, well. No, you don't tap your you magic show, band. It would I be assume your you ID. show your yeah, card. Yeah, it would be your card. Do they For the news that? article that I'm, I'm saying, it says, um, this is on WDW News Today, it says, as guests go through the toll plazas, they are required to show the ID as their magic bands are tapped. Oh. <laughs> Maybe they added a new system? Yeah, I know there's I mean, a... I mean, we, all, we don't really park that's there. That's true. So. Yeah. Well, there's a new um, parking entrance for Hollywood Studios that just opened, I want to say a week or so ago, and it's, like, kind of in the back, so you can get a really good view of Star Wars land, but maybe, like, with that addition, they're adding that. Hmm. But that's weird. But why would you... Why would you need your magic band? Like, maybe you're staying off property... Well, well then maybe you have ma- to pay. Right. Or something. Yes. Yeah, but p- locals who are annual pass holders might not have... I mean, I guess they have a magic band. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just thinking that's weird. All right. All right. The uh, the second news item is a callback to something that we talked about earlier, and it has to do with the third hotel in the Swan and Dolphin Complex. Um, it's a formal announcement of the name, and it is going to be called The Cove. So it is going... That was announced... Um, I want to say uh, last week by Marriott International, who owns both the uh, Swan and Dolphin hotels. And so that third hotel site is going to be called The Cove. And they had previously shared, and we've talked about this, the concept art for that hotel that'll be situated in between. Like the tennis courts. Mm -hmm. It's where the tennis courts are now. Yeah. So it'll be in between the Swan and Dolphin, and it'll be called The Cove. And um, Fred Sawyers, who's the GM of the Swan and Dolphin um, said the quote is, "I'm sort of like a dad. I love the swan. I love the dolphin. But the newest baby is going to be something special." <laughs> Wait a minute. Parents like one child better than the others. Yes, yes. He said the new, the youngest baby will be his favorite. <laughs> um, so he said that. Um, he also went on to say that it'll be group oriented and event or convention focused, which is already basically what the swan and dolphin operate as. So that's. Although I, th- I have to say, I don't feel like I was unwelcome as an individual visitor to the... Where did we stay? The Dolphin? Yeah. No, not at all. Like, I think it's still conducive to... I could like, still say, like see tourists, staying here. Yeah. yeah, to being a tourist here. So that additional tower, I think we talked about this, but just in case you uh, didn't listen, was um, it'll have 349 additional rooms, bringing the total up between the three, Swan, Dolphin, and Cove, to be 2,600 rooms. So, pretty big deal. And there's going to be a rooftop venue for weddings or, like, VIP events. Would you call that the Cove, Cove Bar? bar? <laughs> I know. I know. I, I'm almost, like, just mad. just buy the rights. Yeah. We'll just do our own thing. Get, like, a rooftop bar. Replicate. Mm-hmm. Replicate, replicate the... the exact same drinks. The secret menu. The original Mickey's Fun Wheel. Because they could do the years. They wouldn't have the same... Yeah. There's no, nothing holding They're them They're not back. beholden to, yeah. to the mouse. Yeah. Also, the cove reminds me of that documentary about like 
illegal dolphin killing. Oh, sad. Yeah, I know. It has a connotation. I don't know. Whatever. Cool, cool, cool. Can tell we're off to a great start. <laughs> Where's your nice segue, Matt? Um, so... <laughs> Damn it, Rob is so good at segues. Well, Man, I've got love that handoff. Yeah. Well, yeah. well see you later. The third, uh, <laughs> the, the third, third news item is is um, there potential. We've received potential details about the new Cirque du Soleil show um, based on a casting call um, for the upcoming show, and the casting call um, for the new Cirque du Soleil show in Disney Springs was looking for a youth or adult who could play a 12-year-old Caucasian girl. <laughs> okay. That in itself is not uh, entirely the, the big... Oh, so you guys know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> Other requirements is they must be between 4 feet and 5 feet tall, slim figure, um, professional acting experience... Skills in drawing and other performing arts such as gymnastics, dance, and circus arts are considered a plus. And that character will be the lead of a new show. So it sounds like a princess of some sort, and this is the this is the big takeaway. The description of the character is said to be sensitive on the inside, yet fearless on the outside. Merida? Really? I don't think they would hitch Moana? their wagon to that. A twelve-year-old Caucasian. Yeah, but not That's Caucasian. Not a twelve-year-old Caucasian girl. Uh, oh, pres- drawing. What about uh, Rapunzel? It could be, and she is sensitive on the inside, but fearless on the outside. Yeah, I would say that's a good description of Rapunzel. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that we'll think of other characters. I mean, that's a very... Yeah, pretty much every, like, white princess could be that. (laughs) (laughs) Ariel, Belle. Belle's a little bit older, though, right? Snow White. Yeah, it says a 12-year-old A 12-year-old. What freaking princess is a 12-year-old? I don't know. I mean, they're all kind of young. I think they're all supposed to be like 16 to 21. Okay. um, I am. Oh, wow. I don't know. Because I'm looking how old are all the Disney princesses. (laughs) I don't Uh, know that they ever explicitly state. So it's all a guess. Yeah. Unless they say it in like the book that they're based on. Like like Hans Christian Andersen said Ariel is. Yeah, you really can only root out a couple. Moana, Mulan, Jasmine. Snow White is the youngest Disney princess at 14 years old. Though out of technicality, Pocahontas in history was 12 years old when she had met John Smith. How about Wendy? Disney had her age changed to 16 for the movie to make it not so dark. Yeah, Wendy. That would be cool. That that would. But then it would be Pan would be the main character. Snow White's 14. See, well, Dorothy or uh, not Dorothy. um, Dora. (laughs) Dora the Explorer. Yeah. (laughs) No, I was thinking of Alice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, be, I don't know, but I mean... That would be a trip for a Cirque du Soleil, Soleil show and based they on like Oh my god, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome. I think that would be so I want cool. them That to would be conducive to that type of a show with the crazy costumes and... Yeah. Yeah. Intimidating crowd interaction, speaking personally. Crowd interaction? Cirque du Soleil? Yeah. They don't do crowd interaction. They like walk through the crowd. No, they don't. Have you been to a Cirque du Soleil? Yeah. Really? Was that one in Vegas? Really? I don't remember which one it was, but... We went to Love. We saw the Beatles one. And that was... was... I don't remember. Love was awesome. Yeah. I did not think there was any crowd interaction. They entered through the... The back? Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, love is really good. And something else that I really love is food. And our next, <laughs> oh, okay. and our next right. news item for that. is giving us details on the two new restaurants coming to Coronado Springs. Mm. And um, that's at the um, upcoming Grand Destino Tower, which is still, I guess, I mean... It, it looks almost it's done. It's almost done, right? I mean, it's got to be fairly uh, close to completion. So the first um, restaurant in there... It's called Toledo, and it's a it's described as a tapas steak and seafood restaurant, and that's going to be on the top floor of the tower. And um, so also so along with the tapas steak and seafood dishes, they'll have a large selection of wines from Spain and California. And the other one is a restaurant that's being built on the lake. That I guess is in between the walkway from the exit. So if you like went if you went in uh, Grand. Or in Coronado and made a left, at, like right through the uh, the lobby. Mm -hmm. There's going to be another little restaurant being built there. I guess not super little, but it's being called the Three Bridges Bar and Grill, and it looks to be a bit more casual than Toledo. And it's going to be serving sandwiches, shared plates, and salads. And I do like the look of both both of these. They released some concept art um, that you can find online. So Toledo looks quite a bit regal. Fancier, yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. I'll yeah. give that a try because I feel like Coronado, um, pop quiz. What's the name of the sit-down restaurant, Coronado? <sighs> Is that the one where Scott almost got no, a fist that's fight? The no, that's the lounge. That's the lounge. That's the that's lounge. Um, I can, I can picture it. It's on the tip of my tongue. What is it? Maya Grill. Maya yeah. Grill. Which that's sucks right. because that's such a great, like, that's a great hotel. It's huge. It fits so many people. And like the convention folks, I figure if I was sitting in a convention all day and like there was just a night I didn't feel like going out, I'd want like a good, good restaurant where I didn't have to get on a bus or go. Not to mention if you're traveling business, you're probably getting meals DM. Yeah. comped. Yeah. yeah. Or not comped, but paid you're, for by your company. Yeah. So... Yeah, put some really nice, put a nice restaurant in there. Yeah, I, I'm into that. Yeah, I am too. I hope they close Maya Grill, actually. I don't they know if they do that, because then you'd have nothing in the main building. They have a Pepper Market and yeah, Rick's Lounge. Different. And they just redid Rick's Lounge. Yeah, but the, you wouldn't have a restaurant restaurant in there. Okay. I don't know. I just don't, I don't know if it would make it's sense. It's still more eateries at this point. If this, If all of these open at the same time... This is on the same level as like the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian. Probably the Grand Floridian has the most restaurants. Would we say it has Narcusi's, Victorian Alberts, Grand Floridian Cafe, Nineteen Hundred Park Fair, uh, Gasparillas to the internet, and uh, Citrico's. So that's right. like six that's... or seven. So, but this is still a moderate resort. So yeah. having that many sit-down restaurants is still pretty impressive yeah. oh yeah i think that this really takes it above and beyond because what we're looking at neither of, oh i'm sorry french quarter riverside or french quarter riverside port orleans riverside has boat rights mm -hmm. but that's the only sit-down restaurant between the two right. french quarter sure. does not have their own it has a yeah it's it's definitely a lot of options so i mean maybe it's not that crazy for them to close maya grill although i've never eaten at maya grill and why? There's a reason for that. We've stayed at Coronado a million times and we've never eaten there. Why? I don't know. Why a grill? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I, I've, I've never really heard anything about it, but I've never really heard anything bad about it either. I think it's probably thoroughly mediocre. You never know. You never know until you try. Maybe you'll love it. It's, it's possible. Maybe I will. 
I do like the pepper market. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway. Anyway, go ahead, Matt. That's it. Okay. Oh, wow. Good job. I mean, it was no Rob, but it was, it you, was you serviceable. Carried the torch. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, um, anyway, okay. Well, so, um, <laughs> easy, easy, easy. So, um, for our main topic, Scott has crafted a, uh, a segment for us and... Scott. Why do you let Scott explain yeah, it? I always wanted to kick it to Scott. Kick I appreciate it. Kick that. it, man. You're kicking it so then Scott can... So I was kind of thinking, we're we're coming up on the end of the year, but I know we're not ready to do our, our yearly superlatives yet, which we usually do in our last episode of the year, probably next one or the one after that. Um, but I'm thinking about going forward into next year. 2019, obviously, is a big year for Walt Disney. There's a lot of stuff that's been announced as opening and a lot of changes that are coming. And so I, what I have here is, it's a, a game I've listened to on other podcasts that discuss different topics where they will give some kind of a statement, you know, something ripped from the headlines of 2019, say, and you either buy that, that that's going to happen, or you're selling that. You have to take a stand that either that it is sounds something... Sounds like a sports podcast. Well, actually, this is from, uh, from 538, the politics podcast, so they'll often say, you know buy or sell on a certain candidate or something like okay. that. But I have some Disney parks related items here. So I can give you an example of something um, maybe that to kind of give you an idea of, of what we're looking at here. So in 2019, a new moderate or value resort will be announced at D23. Do you buy or sell that? Do you want us to actually do it? Yeah, go ahead. You can give me your thoughts. And, and why? Obviously, yeah, it's all yeah, hypothetical. Right. right. <laughs> oh, no. I've no, got and just say yes or no, and then don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Makes for know, great podcasting. Um, um, I, I, I buy that. Um, I buy that because I think they have space over, like, back by Pop Century, I want to say. Right. Um, like, that they... I, I think they could, and I think that they're going to have a capacity issue at when Star Wars opens. Yeah, it's going to be a real problem. I agree with you. I think that um, I don't think it's going to be something that would open by Star Wars mm. for sure, mm. but they're going to realize that need pretty soon. Yeah, and they keep pumping out the really nice hotels, which is great for people like us who like know what we're doing and like can like plan and budget right. and but like for people who are going down and. Most people, when they go to Disney, their number one issue is the cost. Yeah. And that is really hard to do a Disney trip every year with how expensive it is. Matt, are you buying or selling a new moderate or value resort? Oh, I didn't hear value. I'm, I'm buying on a value. I'm buying on a, on a value resort. I don't think that they'll... I think that they, if they were smart, they'd create another moderate but I just have this feeling that if they do announce a, a new resort, which I think that Catherine's point on them having a capacity issue, especially when Star Wars opens, I just have this feeling that they'll do a value before they do a moderate. But I'm, I would think it would be a large capacity hotel. Like an Art of Animation or Pop Century, something, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I'm starting to wonder if we're going to see new moderate resorts at all, or whether they'll just kind so of start, yeah, out. start diverging into either deluxe or value, or just oh, so the the 
the just, middle tier kind of drops out. Right. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to get rid of any moderate resorts, but I don't know that they're going to add any more. Like, I'm wondering if they see the value to them in that because right. they're putting the effort in a lot of times that they're putting into a deluxe, but not getting the price. Just a thought. That's a good point. Yeah, but once I don't know about that though, because what makes a deluxe a deluxe? It's the location. Mm-hmm. So eventually they're going to run out of. But there's only so many hotels <laughs> you can put around the monorail loop. There's only so many hotels you can put back off of Crescent that's Lake, true. and I think the Cove Hotel is probably one of the last ones that's going to be over there. I mean, yeah. really feasibly, where else? Could you put them unless you're putting them? I'm assuming the Star Wars hotels, like on the Hollywood Studios side, and less on the Epcot side. Yes, behind it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but I yeah, because it's going to have entrance into Hollywood maybe Studios. over there because really Animal, I maybe towards Animal Kingdom too because Animal Kingdom really doesn't have any hotels super close by. Right. Like the Animal Even, Kingdom Lodge is not connected, which is no, it's real, not incredibly close, which is kind of a, a misnomer. Like yeah. you kind of think like, <laughs> oh yeah, Animal, oh, yeah. Animal Kingdom Lodge. I'll like walk. A, no, no, yeah, you won't. no, you can't. <laughs> We're almost um, as close to. Well, I don't even know. Yeah, like Publix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Publix adjacent. That's, the, a, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> the fifth gate. <laughs> Publix. Yeah. Okay. All, all right. right. So we're so we're all buying. Yeah. That. Okay. So all right. We're that. Um, let's let's go to a different one here. Uh, at least one of the Disney live action movies will be a flop at the box office, bringing in less than it costs to make. Do you buy or sell that? Um, so we've I have got to pull up the we've got Nutcracker in the Four Realms, right? And the Lion King. <laughs> that will not fail. No, that's I don't gonna, think that's that's going to kill. And I don't think Mary Poppins will flop. Is Aladdin's not out next year? Is it? I can't remember mm, when that's supposed to come no. out. Okay. Oh, unless it's like Christmas. That next might be. Year. I, well, I did not look that up in advance. I well, Nutcracker in the Four Realms is out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Oh, um, oh, and Mary Poppins Returns will be. December. I just said that. Oh, sorry. So the, I'm, I'm talking about the next 12 yeah. months. Okay, the big ones are Captain Marvel, which is March 8th, Dumbo, March 29th, Aladdin is May 24th, 2019. Oh, really? See, I think that could possibly be a flop. I don't know. Will Smith as the genie? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I just, I'm... I, to me, it has the feel of one of those ones that gets a little bit overlooked. Because you've got all those other big, you know, you've got uh, the, the next Mar- Captain Marvel, you've got Toy Story coming out over the summer. I just wonder if it's going to be an oversaturation and whether that might get a little overlooked. Are, do, do you guys want to hear Pixar? all the live yeah, action? I'm sorry, I didn't um, mean to cut you off. Yeah, March 8th is Captain Marvel. That's um, starring, uh, what's her name? Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Um, Dumbo, March 29th, starring Eva Green, Michael Keaton, and Colin Farrell. Um, May 3rd is the Infinity War follow-up, Avengers Endgame. That will not flop. No. (laughs) Uh, Aladdin will be May 24th, 2019. Um, uh, directed by Guy Ritchie. I didn't know that. That's pretty crazy. Um, Toy Story, oh, sorry, Toy Story 4 is not a live action. Uh, Lion King, July 19th. Artemis Fowl. August 9th, 2019. There it is. There's This adaption of Aeon Colfer's Fab Fantasy... Um, which is teams an Irish criminal mastermind with a fairy leprechaun officer to defeat an evil pixie, directed by Kenneth Branagh. 
Oof. Yikes. Oof. Oof, indeed. Unless kids are into that and I don't know it. But the thing is, the problem with that is D23 won't be able to hype that. Like, that's going to be too soon. What, August 4th? That's going to be pre-D23. Right. So there has been zero, like, convention promotion, which is like, that's all the hype. Why Why are we excited about Record Ralph? Because we saw that stuff at, at yeah. D23 and it looked really great. Like, they can really pull out all the stops and they have not done yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't even know about that yeah. movie. I just told. saw this, like, last week that that was coming out and I was like, what is this? Anything else towards the end? I think our, um, Noel, which is a, uh, I, I don't even know if this is a, uh, a live action or a oh i think a, it's, it's it's not it's animated Anna kendrick starring as santa's daughter yeah. so if we think that artemis fowl is is our flop do you think any of the live action adaptations are a flop dumbo aladdin or lion king actually i think dumbo's more likely to be a flop yeah it's always kind of a creepy aladdin. movie to me yeah i think aladdin will be more successful aladdin and lion king lion king's safe. gonna be number one lion king's gonna and then, destroy. Then, aladdin. then aladdin and then i would think dumbo but that's why I was I was actually thinking who's directing Aladdin. I'm glad you pointed that Guy out, Matt, because like Tim Burton has a pretty significant following. If yeah. he's doing Dumbo, maybe he'll, Tim Burton his is fans. doing Dumbo. I could see that being the case. And then uh, for their sake, I hope they're all successful. I mean, I know we. Don't I love don't it. because I don't want them to keep making them. <laughs> the freaking the live action Lion King trailer was really good, and it's John Favreau directed. It's Donald Glover as Simba. It's freaking, isn't it? Beyonce. Beyonce is Nala. Yeah. Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner is Timon oh, and Pumbaa. God, I love that. James Earl Jones is Mustafa. Yeah. Wait, who was Wait. Mustafa in the Lion King original? Him. Oh, so he's reprising his role? Yeah. You mean Mufasa? Mufasa. I Mus- keep saying Mustafa. Mustafa. Yeah. Mufasa. Great. M- Mustafa's the villain from um, Austin Powers. Yeah. Yes, with the fez. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. fez. Will Ferrell, right? Yeah. It's beginning to smell a little like almonds. <laughs> it's just very badly burned. Um, and John Oliver is Zazu. That's oh. It's just good casting. Yeah, and, it's yeah, such I mean, a good cast. It's also like, I love Aladdin and the Lion King, and so there hasn't really been a, out of all of the live action remakes, nothing is really like pooped on my childhood the way that like, <laughs> If they really ruined Aladdin or Lion King for me, like I would be really upset about it way more than, you know, Beauty and the Beast or Cinderella. Like these are like my two as like a boy of the 90s. I think those are like the big. Yeah, I feel that. I still have a chance for Lin-Manuel to poop on The Little Mermaid. <laughs> that's coming, right? Yeah. He's doing the live I've action. He's writing the music. He I could think. poop on Mary Poppins too. He's not pooping on Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> Director's cut. All right, All right, so so we think that maybe Dumbo may flop. I'm, I'm Artemis Fowl is my, is my I'm buying it Artemis Fowl, <laughs> yeah, and and maybe I'll be totally wrong because I mean I don't know a lot about. Um, I I guess that would be um, what's the word? I guess that would be young adult. Yeah, I mean I think yeah. it is, but I I mean I don't know whether that's. More pervasive than I'm aware of. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> big it, Artemis fell yeah. following a following. All right, oh, in this boy. in the same vein here, as far as talking about flops, um, this headline from November of 2019: the Disney Plus streaming service is considered a financial debacle and requires a significant infusion of resources to improve its profitability. I don't buy that. Don't buy that. 
That's tough. A significant, what was your word? <laughs> I, I said the Disney Plus streaming service will be considered a financial debacle and will require a significant infusion of resources to improve its profitability. So, so basically, I think what I'm saying is, or what I'm hypothesizing here, is they enter this market, they've got whatever movies and TV that they've invested in, and they are just getting walloped by... I- I buy it. I buy it in the in the short term in 2019. I, I think long term, I want to say they're going to be okay, but I think they're going to really stumble out of the gate. I don't think that this is going to be a... I, my prediction is it's not going to be this momentous rollout for Disney when they, when they bring Disney Plus to the market. I think that there's not going to be enough offerings at the start because they've announced all of these things and people are going to be like, Oh, well I want to wait for if they don't have like a big name star Wars live action TV series to roll out with it, or they don't have some of the other great um, original features that they're rolling out with it. People are going to wait and they're going to, they're going to suffer early on. That's my, that's what I'm, so I'm, I guess I'll buy Catherine counterpoint. Um, I trust Bob Iger a mm-hmm. lot. Uh, I think that this is his forte of knowing, like, he's like a media guy. Yeah. He's not a parks guy. He's not a film guy. Like, he's a TV, like, like media in general. Um, so I think he knows what he's doing. I, I trust Bob Iger. I, I tend to agree with you. I think the only hesitation I have, and the only reason I think that this could be accurate, like Matt says in the short term, is the expectations are going to be very high for subscribers. Yeah. That they're they're going to set these numbers. They're going to say, hey, you're not subscri- get, signing up as many subscribers as Netflix you know, in the past quarter, and they're going to hammer them for that, even though by itself, it'll probably be a good, you know, initial offering or whatever. But I guess, so, so I guess I'm, I'm actually selling on this. I'm saying I don't think it'll be considered a financial debacle, but I think they, there will be some criticism for it. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with that, but I don't think it'll be a, deba- a financial debacle. Also, because if you think in a vacuum, let's take S- Star Wars, let's take new properties out, mm-hmm. all new properties. If there was a streaming service with every Disney movie Every Star Wars movie, every Pixar movie, and every Marvel movie. And the Disney Channel they shows. They own all of it. Yeah. And all, all the Disney Channel shows, all of ABC shows. Right. So let's include like Modern Family, any ESPN, whatever you'd want to put on there. That's a lot of content. That's true. Yeah. And that's not costing Disney anything. That's They own that content. Well, I mean, it's costing them for... It's... it's Costing them for server. Uh, okay, all right. The the, the yes, but like the the licensing. The it's licensing not costing them for licensing is nothing. So they could, I think, rest on those laurels for a little bit of just like Disney fans liking the access to all of those things immediately. Now, but that's but see, that's assuming that out the gate or within a month of its rollout that they will have every single Disney Pixar Marvel. Uh, and Lucas art, uh, Lucas films, off like out the gate, and I don't think that will be the case. I think that it's going to be this gradual rollout, and 
you're going to have the average consumer who may or may not already subscribe to Netflix or Hulu or know someone close that does, and they're going to be doing a, a comparison there. I'm going to be like, well, net, and, and it's unfair because those services have been around for years and have had a chance to build up their partnerships, build up their offerings, and then you're going to have the new, mm-hmm. you know, the new kid coming, and it's going to be, well, they don't have as much. And so why am I going to pay for this? I do think you'll see a lot of people transition over to this as they see shows and things that they like from like Hulu disappear from that mm-hmm. service because like an ABC show that you watch on Hulu now yeah. Yeah. will That's not be there in two years yeah. and you're going to have to watch it on Disney if you want to watch it there. Or so, people will just pirate them. Well, yeah. But I think that's less... Well, I guess I could be wrong. Fam- I don't know. Families. I- I'm thinking this is going to be like yeah. the family option, which is, which is fine. There's, I mean... Yeah. I, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I'm I'm not completely buying it, but I think it's going to be. A, I I do predict a extreme struggle out the gate. Okay. All right, let's go to another one here. Um, this one is a little bit simpler to uh, to take apart. A person will be hospitalized for a heat-related ailment after being on the Skyway for an extended period of time Ooh. in 2019. Oh, I love this one. Yes. I mean, I don't love that concept. I, no, I understand what you're buying, saying. Buying, <laughs> buying, 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 buying. I buy buying. it. I buy it. I think it's even like a salacious, like, if there's ever an issue, if someone freaking sneezes on one of those things, that is going to be a PR nightmare for them. Like, it is just like, if there's any sort of... Any sort of health issue. It, has, it could be completely unrelated. Somebody has a seizure. Like a, yes, a, 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 a person with epilepsy who has a seizure in one of them, that is going to make the news. Which isn't fair, but that's the reality right, of then, the we, world we live in. Because then how soon would they be able to... Get to that person or... We still don't know exactly how long it's going to take for a car to get from, say, Hollywood Studios to Epcot. I mean, and like, what the travel take time? A while. I mean, think about it. If you can put like scooters in them, I'm assuming you can. You can pretty much take scooters anywhere. Yeah, they're going to have to stop it a lot. It's going to be like someone on a scooter getting on Haunted Mansion. You're gonna, it's going to stop. I'm buying this as well. Yeah, I, I think sadly it it seems likely especially with what we now know about them not being individually air conditioned in the florida sun i mean insane i cannot believe that i cannot believe that like i know it was announced but i i i'm having a problem believing it And, and i think the thing too you've got so many circumstances you've got a glass box you've got it's florida you've got people who are already dehydrated because they're traveling around the parks all day like it's just a it's a Venn diagram of bad circumstances, yeah. and in the middle is the Skyway. Yeah. All right, that, that's a quick one, but I think we all are kind of on the same page that that is a fairly likely event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. When is that opening? Uh, good question. Spring 2019. <laughs> yeah, because what, like, what if it opens in October? Then maybe I then, maybe I'll no, sell that's true, it. Yeah. I'll sell it based on the timing. But it seems like it's pretty close to being. I think I I had read that they have had their first like test really? run of it. I thought I read that somewhere. I know that the like the vehicles themselves are there, which they weren't when we were there in October. Have you seen any news about this recently on the uh, <laughs> on the internet? Anything popping up there? No. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it, depending on when it opens, you could maybe not see anything happen the first time around. But although nothing like uh, December like foot traffic to really <laughs> weigh that down. Um, like, on November fourteenth, they said it would begin operation fall of twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. Well, maybe not then. Yeah, maybe, maybe not they in get a year. Yeah. But at least that gives them a little bit of a tri- trial period to Outside see of summer. yeah, how it's yeah. going to work out. And then they yeah. decide in January, oh, we, need, we need air conditioning in here or something. So you think it'll open in 2019? I think it will. Yeah, I I, it's pretty far along. I, I mean, they've got everything there. It's just a matter of putting it all together and yeah. getting them running. But, all right. Classic Lego scenario. We've got them all there. It's just a matter of putting it We together. can't find the instructions. Yeah, we got to put it together. All right. In 2019, Uber and Lyft will be banned from operations on Disney property. Sell. I desperately want to sell on this. I just worry. I worry, too. Sell. I don't think... Is it a timing thing? Do you think that's too soon, or you don't think it's going to happen at any any point in the future? I think it's too soon. That's, That's my thing. I don't... I don't think that the... I don't think that the other options, until they build up more of a uh, their own ride. I mean, the minivans are still quite niche, and they don't have a huge fleet. I could understand if they had some kind of other rideshare alternative, but right now, I don't think that Uber and Lyft is really killing so much of their like. I would understand if if that business model of ride-sharing vehicles was really eating into a lot of their profits, but I really don't think that it is. And I would be surprised if Disney's really that concerned at this point with putting a stop to that. Maybe in the future, when they start building up their transportation, but I think that they're good. See, my question, though, is if they're really not concerned about Uber and Lyft, like they don't care that they're operating... Why did they introduce the minivans? What because was- they saw it as a business opportunity. I don't think that it was. A, I don't think that it was like, oh no, like a need to replace like a fully. I think that it was just like, oh well, you know, you know, Uber and Lyft. People are getting. We see people are getting Uber and Lyft. Why don't we try and tap into that with the already existing infrastructure? Like they're using Lyft. Minivans are are through Lyft. So if they um, if they were taking the steps to eliminate uber and lyft they would have to create their own rideshare system right. or something or give more options through that, that app be, right it would <laughs> oh be, my god <laughs> yeah they'd be cannibalizing themselves yeah i get that definitely not 2019 yeah. but i i i could see it and i'm thinking back to like 2010, Matt and I went down with my mom and we were trying to get to Universal. This was pre-Uber. And it was so hard. Like, like if you take Ubers out of it, it's like a very difficult uh, thing if you don't want to rent a car. Like, it really is. And now if you rent a car, you're paying the $24 a night parking, which yeah. is insane. Yeah. That makes me so mad. Oh, that makes me really mad. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I don't think it'll be that soon. I do think I do think that they would be willing to do this to ban those ride shares without regard to how it's going to affect people like us getting around the parks. They'll say, take the buses. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think I don't that, think that that's a concern. That we're the like we're the big concern there. We're we're not like the 
They our, deal in masses, and we're right, not and our group of people who use rideshare vehicles to get around uh, the resorts. I don't think I think we're not a big demographic, so I don't think that they're that concerned with. I would be interested to know what the statistics are of like how many Uber and Lyfts operate on a weekly basis versus how many minivans they have operating on a year. Oh, it's, it's got to be a terribly oh, high yeah. ratio. Yeah, it's it's got to be insane. There's not a lot of minivans. I well, think just they think park about them it. all in Well, just think about the logistics walk. of that. You could use your you can use your own vehicle. Uber and Lyft, people, the drivers are using their own vehicles whereas Disney is purchasing these fleets, customizing them. So, I mean, just from a if it's costing Uber and Lyft much less money for vehicles, yeah, nothing. You were going to say something. I'm sorry. I um I was thinking though that the I, I would be interested to see the impact. So if they take these Uber and Lyft, how many times have we left a park and we've like kind of like meandered around the bus area and then decided eh, we're just going to Uber because we don't want to wait. Um, or like if you're going for a weekend, like that's how we like, okay, we're going to Uber everywhere. Like we're not waiting for buses, which is our, our choice and based on time. But how many other people are doing that too, that it's saving Disney on like bus traffic and, and crowds and like angry people because there, I don't think there's quite a feeling like waiting for a Disney bus and then like you're in a line of a hundred people and your bus has not come for an hour yeah, or, or waiting for a bus in a line of a hundred people and you don't get on that first yes. bus that comes and then ugh, ugh. Yeah, a, that is the worst. <laughs> it really is. And oh yeah, we, I, that's a trip ruined quite, quite a few times that's happened to me. It's yeah. Anyway, I, we'll keep our fingers crossed that that is not an occurrence in 2019, but I thought I'd throw it in there cause it's something that always worries me as yeah. we go into a new year. All right, uh, this is another one that kind of calls back to some other stuff, and it actually prompted me to look up a few things online. So, uh, fall 2019, we have Star Wars Land slated to open. Late fall. Late fall. That's so, December. You know, That'll be a year so from we're today. So, figuring, we're figuring on sometime around this time next year. Wait times for rides in Star, Star Wars Lands will smash records for the longest wait, currently held by Flight of Passage, 319 minutes on June 27, 2017. June 27. Bye. 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 I think it's, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to see it up near 450, 500 minutes. I think that's probably accurate. I mean, I, <laughs> as, as crazy as it sounds to wait you know, seven, eight hours for a ride, I think it could happen, especially with the opening. <laughs> That's insane. So 320 minutes is the record? Three, yeah, 319 minutes is the record. Oh, it was held... That, God. Now, that, that was the highest verifiable wait time. So I guess it's possible that, like, individuals have waited longer, but it's not right. verified or they said that they have. So that's that's five hours and thirty one or five hours and thirty minutes. I thought Slinky Dog was longer than five hours. The line for Slinky Dog was mm-hmm. like over by a great movie ride, which is insane. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think it was I, I thought it was really maybe it was just like the opening day to just get in the land. That's possible that's, too. And that's that's gonna be the problem that I'm okay. I can live, I can strategize, we're smart enough, we don't have any people in our immediate party like with children or any needs that like you can't wait a long time like we can all wait we're young but um 
I'm I'm seeing the problem of getting in the land. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we're gonna have that like Pandora opening day where you're waiting in a three hour line just to walk in. I would I I would fully prepare to wake up at like four in the morning. If you wanna get into the land yeah. at all. Yeah. I think that probably is true. I I think that that's the I don't think you can show up at the time the park opens and expect to get into I don't and think ride a ride. I don't think you'll be able to get in the park. Right, that's what we're the saying. The park's gonna hit capacity. Oh yeah, but that's what, that's what we're saying. Yeah. We're saying showing up to the park at like yeah, four I, in the morning. They're they're going. To, I mean, the parks hit capacity on Christmas and New Year's Eve and New Year's, so that there's there's no way this isn't that. Yeah. I think for like the first month. I'll tell you, I'd be tempted to go to Disney when Star Wars opens to go to the other three parks. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. those places are going to be ghost towns. Oh, I mean, yeah. you figure that a I lot couldn't of, do it. I couldn't, couldn't do, do it. it. It was there. I couldn't do it. I could, it was there. I could totally, I, I hate, look, Star Wars fans don't come much bigger than me, yeah, that's but true. like, I could, <laughs> I could totally appreciate the fact that all of the people staying on property for that period of time are going to Star Wars land. They're gumming up Hollywood studios and I can walk on to Mind Train like yeah. it's nothing. Yeah, that's a good point. Scott, you would have really appreciated this the other day. I meant to screenshot it to you. <laughs> it's a weird aside, but I was on Reddit the other day, and this guy posted that he like bought this like two big storage uh, lockers, and he like found nothing. And then he struck gold. He found all of these unopened vintage Star Wars collectibles <laughs> that are like worth a ton of money. And some like the top comment was like, "Oh my god, it's everything in there. It's R two D two. It's." He, like, listed a bunch of them, and he's like, and that blue elephant guy in his pod. And I was like, of course, I commented, I'm like, you mean Max Rebo, leader of the Max Rebo band? (laughs) So you had to set that right on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. You did the blue elephant guy in the pod. (laughs) Oh. Glad you're out there watching watching our backs. Yeah. I'm there there for you guys. On the streets. (laughs) Um, But I think it's going to be insane to even... Um, get like a re- when they when they announce when this will open, it's going to be insane. Like, I mean, even like the reservation system is going to go down when mm-hmm. they announce that. No, the- I think the app is going to really prevail. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I think that their website is just going to be. And tops. you would so we were able to like game plan this. So if you're thinking this far ahead, I will give you a little piece of advice. So. If you're going to be down there the week that Star Wars Land opens, you will get a Fast Pass. Because that's the only time ever that that is day one. And if you're going to be there on the day that it opens, you can make a Fast Pass for that day. If you're there at 7 a.m. and you get something that day, then you will probably never have that opportunity again. And like, (laughs) unless you're staying over a week, you're going to have to be staying in Disney World for a week to get those Fast Passes. It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be crazy. I this is when that whole, uh, you know, that campground hack, like where oh, people yeah. were like, that's where this is gonna happen. They'll they'll for book sure. out for a two week trip. Yeah, and, and then you could <laughs> you could keep just inching it up. So if yep, it's it's gonna it's gonna be we're gonna see some dirty tricks. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited about Star Wars Land, but I'm not gonna make my life suck just to get in yeah but how are how are you going to live like so as often as we've been to disney world this year so we as a group we went in january we went in may 
we went in October and we went in November. So we went four times this year as like a big group. Right. So you're telling me from January of this past year, we restated Old Key West. Every time we've been there, there's a Star Wars land and like you might not ride the rides. It's possible. I don't think that's possible. I I just I will not be able to go and know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not there. gonna I'm not gonna be the one person who doesn't go and stand. But like, I'm not gonna be. See, I would be the one person to go and stand. Really? Like, if ever, yeah, why not? Look, we go so often. Like, like, why not? Like, yeah. okay, so I give up two hours, four hours of of drinking somewhere, but like. Yeah, I, I, I know. With the amount of time that we go, I think it would be absolutely ridiculous to not wait. I mean, and we have a Disney podcast. That's true. We yeah, like, eat. I feel like... Like, we're going to go and be like, <laughs> Scott didn't want to see Star Wars like no, no, tell no, you guys you're, about you're it. You're completely misinterpreting <laughs> this. Because he really wanted... Because he was he really, really cherishing... Star Wars. He was really cherishing no wait at Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Space Ranger Spin? Mm-hmm. Oh, he loves it. Oh, yeah. Or we should just plan a trip to go down like before, and they'll do like a sneak opening because they That's will do possible. that. Yeah, I mean they. Have oh no to doubt. Do. And they, hopefully they'll do another like annual pass holder thing because that was pretty nice. Oh, too. Yeah, we didn't, I would. I didn't if we see that, we should sign up for it like yes. right away. Yeah, we need to. Totally. But all right, good uh, good points there. Um, let's see here. Okay. Next one. They're changing over to a different park here. We're looking at Magic Kingdom. Okay. Within 2019, beer will be sold at a quick service in Magic Kingdom. Not yet. Too soon? I don't buy. I'm selling that. Um, we got the tap this year. That was a big. That was a big advancement in 2018. Mm-hmm. Which the, is what the tap and the the golden horse or the diamond mm-hmm. horseshoe. That's what. See, that's what prompted me to think about this. Was okay. Now we have a couple of restaurants that have beer. I'm saying. I'm. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. I'm buying, and, and I'm buying because I think it's going to be one of these restaurants that like like Liber. Um, Columbia Harbor House or um, Pinocchio. Pinocchio's Village House. Yeah, I could actually get people to go to Pinocchio's Village House. <laughs> House. Yeah, but I think you could see this where not not a dedicated bar, not like a cart or anything like that, but one of these places that's almost a sit down, except for the ordering procedure, start serving beer. So, so you are pi- so you are picturing. People walking around the Magic Kingdom with beer, open beer. Yeah, no, I, I can't. sell that. I, I sell you think that. you'll have to leave it inside? Yes, I think you That's will. I, uh, I, I sell could, that so I could hard. Buy, I could buy the not selling, not uh, at quick service. I mm-hmm. I could I could buy that. I the whole vision of people walking around the Magic Kingdom with beers in their hand. I, I don't think that'll ever happen. Yeah, okay. I'm selling right now. I, I don't think that's I think happening. that is like like a cornerstone of of like Walt Disney. I see I think they're taking the bricks of that down. I think they're they're dis disassembling I, that piece I think, by piece. I think a good uh barometer of that will be using Disneyland. So they're gonna have Star Wars. Right. And there's going to be a cantina there. Right. And they've said that they're selling alcohol there. So I think Disneyland will have to set the standard for Disney World. It, Disney World's not going to make any brash move before the original park does. So yep. they're going to see how it works in Disneyland and if people are like crazy and belligerent. And I, I think people in Disneyland are actually more like rowdy. 
Like, because it's more locals, like, they're people that they go all the time, and, like, Disneyland is, like, truly, like, like in their backyard, and they're like, we're just going to go to Disneyland, <laughs> but I, I feel like I, people in Orlando are more, like, families going down together, like, maybe right. once or twice a year, and, and they're, like, not there to party. Yeah. But I, I think Disneyland would have to set the standard for Disney World. I, I could see That's that a good point. Case. So maybe, yeah. I, we're, we're selling that as a, a two-to-one vote then. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> All right, uh, next one here, going to some of the movies. Toy Story 4 will be the highest grossing animated picture of the year. Of the year. It's not up against a whole lot. What else do we have? Um, There's a new How to Train Your Dragon movie. There's another Lego movie. Let's... Matt's Matt's pulling it up here. I, I I think that's feasible. Um, more than Frozen 2. Ooh. More than... So, we've got big ones. Um, starting in February with Lego Movie 2 and How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. <laughs> um, Wonder Park, no. Um, Missing Link, which is a Leica movie, which I, I do love them. Is that how you say it? Leica? Or is it Leica? The people know. who did Paranorman. and yeah. Uh, yeah, But um, some other big ones. Shaun the Sheep 2. <laughs> Secret Life of Pets 2, which does look adorable. That's in June. People did. And that was a great movie. That's coming right before Toy Story 4, which is coming out June 21st. Um, I mean, I guess... <sighs> Biggest competition is Frozen 2? Yeah. Uh, hold on, let me see. Angry Birds 2 in September. <laughs> uh, Spies in Disguise. Let's which... just break this down into DreamWorks and Disney and Pixar because there's aren't there's no other Frozen Two competitor. Frozen Two mind. is coming November twenty seventh, twenty nineteen. So that's Disney. I think it comes down to. Mm. I think it comes down to. Lego Movie Two. Mm-mm. Toy Story Four, and. And uh, Frozen 2. I think it's between Frozen 2 or, or Toy yeah, Story. Yeah, I do too. I think that that's a buy. I think that Toy Story 4 will be the I hope it is. I really... I I hope that that has the kind of, like, multi-generational appeal that maybe Frozen doesn't necessarily have. Like, you've got a lot of young people who would like Frozen 2, you know, little kids that have grown up with that, but... I fear that so many people got burnt out on Frozen in a way that not a lot of other movies did, because Frozen had such a meteoric rise, and towards the end of its run, I just see legions of parents being like, if I hear Let It Go one more freaking time, I'm gonna blow my head off. And now, it hasn't been that many... It hasn't been that long removed from when that came out, and when Frozen Fever was, you know, upon us. Finally broken. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I think that Toy Story 4 will be, like you said, it'll have that multi-generational appeal that Frozen 2 won't. Yeah, at this point, I don't see a lot of big competition. Yeah, I, certainly not from DreamWorks. I mean, I... No, I'm looking at the highest grossing animated movies of all time, and Incredibles is number one, and then Finding Dory, Shrek Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2. Wow. Um... Lion King, and then Toy Story 3 is fifth above Frozen, which is sixth. So if the third did so well, I would assume the fourth would do even better. And Incredibles 2? Hmm. I'm a little surprised about yeah, that. me too. 
But you know what I'm kind of excited about this um, uh, upcoming uh, animated uh, Adam's Family movie that's coming. Okay. Late in 2019. All right. Cool. Next. <laughs> Thank you. Next. All what? right. It looks good. Okay. That's not Disney related. <laughs> oh. All right. We'll move on to another one here. In 2019. Rock and Roller Coaster will be officially rebranded and the entry show will change. Mm. There will be no more, wait a minute, I love that idea, Aerosmith is gone. It'll sell. be. I sell it just because I feel like that's not a priority for them. Yeah, I sell too just based on, now if you said five years, mm-hmm. 100%. Not 2019. But there's not too 20, many there's things so going many on. There's so many things going on in Hollywood studios that they do not give a crap about the the rock and roller coaster right now. Yeah. They're not, they're not having to pay like royalties or anything for that, are they? I don't know. I would assume they do. I mean, that, that's the only reason I could see them like wanting, a contractual. Out and be like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, that's a good point. If it comes down, hits them in the wallet. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I I mean, I know that they've kind of hinted at that in the past, that they're thinking of changing it, but it doesn't, I agree with you, it doesn't seem like that is imminent. Um, okay, here's a good one for you. Back to Magic Kingdom Park. 2019, there will be a new parade introduced in the Magic Kingdom. Bye, 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 bye. Um, yeah, in the immortal words of NSYNC. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Do you think it'll be one that's already out? Um, no. Or you think this will be a new... Hmm. I, buy an, I buy an all new. Yeah, I, th- I, think we ha- I think we have to. What? I mean, I guess they could bring Paint the Night. That was the rumor forever. I mean, I, that made a lot of sense, but, you know, I don't know whether... I don't, I don't necessarily buy that. I think mm. I buy a, a completely new... I think parades are way more expensive than you think. I... I do know that. Well, there's a lot of cast costs and things mm-hmm. like that. You know, you have to have all those dancers. And those are develop, performers. Right. Those are not cast members. Those are performers. Unionized yeah, performers. Union. Yeah. And the development costs alone are crazy. But, I mean, this is Disney we're talking about. I, I don't know. I, I, I know. Now that I, I talk that out, I might have convinced myself on the other side. I... I could see them taking Paint the Night and bringing it. If if it was not a new show, then yes, twenty. How about announced, not premiered? I could I could buy that. Yeah, I, I think maybe. I could buy oh, D twenty three. Right, I could yeah. see them announcing a brand new parade at Walt Disney World, making a big deal about the lack of big parades. And yeah, then, I mean, I, I think you need it. It's obviously something that people have been aware. That once, you know, they talked about the one, the performance that's going to be replacing the move it, shake it, dance it, celebrate it, it, bop it, you know. <laughs> bop it, shake it, pass yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that, you know, being a necessity, but all right. Um, next one here. Let's just want to wait. Here we go. Um, currently, the. Ticket prices for a one-day pop park hopper for Disney is one sixty-four. Universal is one sixty-nine. This is sort of an either-or question. At the end of the year, which park has the higher one-day right. park hopper? Oh, price? Disney. What Disney's less right now. I know. Okay, so you think it'll jump above Universal in the course of the next? Yeah, year? with regard with with Star Wars opening, absolutely. It'll be. I think that they're going to be in a situation where it's name your price. 
that would I mean that's going to be a another significant jump if they do because they're going to have to bump it above what universalism and it's going to be a ten dollar increases. I thought sixty four to sixty nine. Yeah, I mean I guess if it, that's to to tie universal one sixty four to one sixty nine. Yeah, so it'd be six dollars to beat them. Um, yeah, I think they will, sadly, and I I was trying to be optimistic and think they've just had so many price increases that maybe they wouldn't do that this year, but it seems like that's been a constant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could see it happening. I'm buying on that. I'm, I'm buying on Disney being the higher priced option. Yeah. Yep. All right. 2019, Disney will offer a paid Fast Pass bundle. Catherine? Why do I have to go first? I've You're stealing first. my answer. I've gone first like the Liar. last two times. Liar, go. Sell. I don't think that that's. I don't think that that's in their. You don't think they're going to bring in what they did in Disneyland with the uh, the Max, Max Pass? I don't because I think it's a different culture, and I think that I, I just don't see it. I don't. I. I just. I. Don't, I I wish I had a better explanation of why I don't, but I, I just really don't see that happening. I think it's a totally different culture and um, fast pass and magic bands have been such a, an intrinsic part of the, of the ecosystem at, in Orlando for years. So I think that I just don't see it happening. Catherine, what do you think? Uh, you yeah. guys, you guys have actually used the max pass yeah. System. So like yeah. you're kind of yeah. familiar with Yeah, which I I like. I like the Max Pass. But I feel like even still that's not enough to weed out like the rabble. Like so like if Star Wars Land opens next year and you can buy, I think most people would buy. Why wouldn't you? You're already spending so much money to be there. Why not spend $30 for a week of, like... <sighs> I do think that that's, particularly with Disney World as opposed to Disneyland, you can root people out in Disneyland with that extra yes. cost. Because, yeah, like you because said, it's a locals. lot of locals. It's a lot of people with annual passes. Yep. You know, who just are showing up to go. But in Disney World, you're planning a trip. You would pay the yes. cost. Yeah, see, that's why I, I, I think you would have... A capacity issue with so many people doing that. I, I really do. I, I I don't know that they'd want to put themselves in that situation because then they're saying, oh well, if you don't buy this, you aren't getting a fast pass, like right. like ever for anything but Small World. Like so, yeah, I, I can't see them doing that. I I could again with a lot of these, I can see it happening in years, but not not in twenty nineteen. Okay. Don't I don't think so. I I am also going to sell that. I, I don't I don't think it would that quickly. But um, next one would be Disney bids a final farewell to Figment in 2019. Oh, buy or sell? Oh golly! And this could just be the announcement. Yeah, that's if, But the the thing is, they announced Great Movie Ride, and it was gone in a month last yeah, year. That's true. It was within a month. <laughs> um. I I could buy this. I could buy this. I this was part of the original that you know the concept art that they premiered at the park presentation of like New Epcot essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was part of New Epcot. Figment was not there. 
I, I kind of agree. I think as part of all of this overhaul that they're going to be doing at the front of Epcot, I think it's probably going to be gone by, you know, certainly by two or three years when they do the 50th anniversary yeah. celebration. Matt's nodding his head. I um, I sell for 2019. Okay. But I buy for... 2020? For yeah. Or 2021 at least. Yeah, I, I don't think that... Um, journey into imagination is along for this world. I know that a lot of people still really love it, but it's not the original anymore. And I don't know how many people really fondly love this the ride in its version. current, in you know, in its yeah, its current version. And of course, people will be up in arms when it goes, but oh, yeah, that's how be. things work. But no, I don't buy it for <laughs> 2019. Yeah, I I tend to agree. I actually, I think it'll be. I think it will be announced in 2019. I think that'll be a D23. Maybe not them up there announcing, hey, Figment's going away, yeah, but no, like they'll be announcing else. that something yeah. else is going in there and you kind of inside out, read right? the tea leaves. I'm thinking inside out. It's going to be something okay inside that. out-ish. I've never been a huge Figment fan. I know Holly was and certainly some other people are, but it's never really done it for me. I don't... He's annoying. I mean, the old ride was so much better. That's, like, the... That's the consensus, and it's so true. He was, like, a cute little, like, Mickey Mouse-esque type creature, and now he's just so obnoxious. Yeah, it's true. He's not, not adorable anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might have uh, covered all of my... All of my options here. I like that. Yeah, that's that's everything I had. All of my sort of predictions for 2019 yeah. whether or not they come true but like uh i guess we can look back in a year and see whether they came to pass or not i'll have to listen to uh whatever we were making at this time last year because i think we did something like sort of similar predictions and we'll have to see whether we've been right about any of those what was the biggest change last year like where where like would you say like what was the thing that happened last year that well we knew about a lot of stuff because of d23 the previous year i'm trying to think some of the resorts well no we knew about those changes too about the construction of coronado and Mm -hmm. the new hotel and i don't i don't know what the yeah was because i feel like we're in a very like i i don't like i feel like this year has passed and like we haven't had too much because there was like an information dump last year at d23 like we really we really felt it yeah i think it's just this has been a year of incremental news about all of these things as they've been going along more so than you know giant news topics the disney streaming service has probably been the story of this year oh and the fox acquisition yeah the fox acquisition so like those media related things and and that's not directly what related to what we talk about here on the podcast Mm -hmm. but for disney has been the biggest story of their year yeah well awesome so does anybody have any last call items matt you got anything you look like you got you know some stuff on your mind no no no, I think I'm good. No, you have nothing no, on your mind. No, it's, yeah. there is literally nothing between those. Like, there is a void behind these dead eyes. <laughs> the void. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, humoring. That was really my good. Yeah, that was really that together. Good. I really enjoyed that. That was good. That was good. I feel like Rob would have really. I know. I'm that. a little disappointed. He's gonna enjoy listening to this <laughs> yes. and have his own opinion. So I we know. Might... Rob's probably screaming right now, and we just are like, "Well, what even changed last year?" And like, as the newsman, he's gonna be like, 
dang it, Catherine. Maybe we should just offer him the ability to do a little bit of attack. Yeah, like on, a like, bumper at the end. Like, you know when they do the uh, the address, the, the State of the Union, they have the rebuttal? Like, yeah. let Rob do a rebuttal to this episode. <laughs> he can just... You guys are wrong about everything. We could just do a Rob solo app where he just, like, <laughs> talks and gives us his his. Thoughts. I would love for him to do a solo app of him, like... Like, just, like, drunk off cold medicine right now. Like, just sitting in a bathrobe. Just you know what I up. think about the bus system? I got a lot of problems with you people. And now you're going to hear about it. Um, well, I have a last call item. Oh, okay. um, I wrote another book. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Um, and it fits into what we talk about on the podcast. It's the 2019 Disney Dining Guide. So if you look up 2019... Disney Dining Guide on Amazon, you will find a purple-covered book that has Catherine Walsh's name on it. Um, it, it is 2019 Walt Disney... The Walt um, Disney World Dining Guide 2019. Yeah, that's it. Um, so if you have a trip coming up this year, um, I, you know, I cover every single thing in the parks, down to the popcorn carts. Um, and then character dining at most every restaurant in Disney World. Not every single resort restaurant, but character, unique, specialty dining. I cover it all. So, yeah. Having having got, heard some of the excerpts of this book, I, I am very excited. I ordered my copy. I, I must have gotten it. It must be in one of my Amazon boxes. I've gotten oh, a ton yeah, of those lately. You've got lately. like a Santa's workshop yeah, in your house. I should open those because I've just been keeping them sealed until I gift wrap. Ready to yeah. wrap. Yeah, yeah, it was exciting. I learned a lot, um, and thank you to everyone who offered opinions and just was willing to talk to me about dining ad nauseum because it was a tight deadline, and uh, I'm very excited to do it and lots of new things to try, and like you may have noticed, I've been a little less critical of some places because I now know, um, you know, Things that I want to try, like the Edison, I'm definitely willing to go back and give another shot for dinner. Um, yeah, you need to put your, uh, maybe you already have, put your list together of these yes. places so that you can start Scott's had, Scott had a really good suggestion oh, that yeah. we want to just do like a new food trip. Like that's yeah. all we do is eat at new food places, which I am totally willing I to do. I think that'd be a fun a fun trip to do. Me I'm too. Totally a really expensive trip. I mean, trip. but if you know it's coming. Yeah, you just plan ahead. Sure. Yeah, I definitely want to eat a Narcoosie's. I think that's like my number one that I haven't been that I that I want to do. So anyway, check it out if you have a, a, a the allegation is there will be a Kindle version soon, so you can get it electronically or um, physical. It's so, a great gift. It is a great gift. Hey, if you know anybody that's planning a Disney trip, and it does go into like you know hacks about you know making reservations and getting the hard to make reservations. So. If you know someone planning a trip and they're at least 60 days out, it's a good tool for prepping for a trip. So, Well, and if, if your description is any indication, like some of the parts that you've read to me, it's a little bit like your last yes, offering. Yes, I tried to make it a, a little, little bit, bit fun. fun. Yeah. It's not like, it, it, but it is more of a reference guide where the last one was like uh, a passion project. This one's a little bit more rigid, but I tried to make it funny wherever I could. Ah! Very good. All right. Well, anybody have anything else? No. All right. That brings us to cheersing. All cheers. Right. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. 
If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers. Cheers.